It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 242, Quantum the podcast that looks at news and views from a Christian worldview. And uh, if we've got any new listeners down in the South Highlands of New South Wales, um, particularly Carpentry School, which uh, Bible College, which I was delighted to be at for a couple of days this week. And uh, it's good to hear from you, good to be with you. And I hope that you benefit from this. Um, from where, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you'll benefit from Hearing this perspective, there may be things you disagree with. I hope there'll be things you can think about. Uh, you're very welcome if you're not a Christian uh, in terms of being able to give your input into various things. Please feel free to write and let me know. And if you are a Christian, uh, exactly the same thing. I, I'm Just because you're a Christian, I'm, I don't think you'll necessarily agree with everything here, but I hope you find it stimulating and helpful. I've created a monster because nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want shady, I'm chopped liver. Well, if you want shady, this is what I'll give you. But we are going to look. Well, I wonder if you can work out what our theme will be from this first song. When I'm not cooperating, when I'm rocking the table while he's operating. You waited as long to stop debating, because I'm back, I'm on the rag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband's heart problem's complicating. So the FCC won't let me be, or let me be me, so let me see. They try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me, so... That's M&M's Without Me. Uh, not saying I ne- necessarily recommend it. I think Eminem's a genius. Um, I think sad and a bit mixed up. But uh, that song is about our subject. Now, this looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy because it feels so empty without me. And we're looking at cancellation and being cancelled. And I decided to do this anyway Uh, and was preparing for it when I discovered on Monday, I think it was, or Tuesday morning, actually, I woke up and found that I'd been cancelled by Twitter. And this is what they said. So I'll just give you this, the the culture we live in. Let me give you some ideas. After a careful review, which, by the way, was a lie because I tweeted something within a minute, I'd been cancelled. So that was their careful review. This was an algorithm. This was a, a bot. We determined your account broke the Twitter rules. Your account is uh, temporarily in read-only mode, which means you can't tweet, retweet, or like content, and so on. Now, I looked up their rules, and the only thing that could apply is the one they say is hateful conduct. You may not attack other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, caste, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. So the tweet that got me banned, I think, was one in which uh, somebody had said there are three genders. There is male and female, and there is there, they said there are three biological genders. It was the biological bit that got me. Uh, male, female, and transgender. And I pointed out that transgender is not a biological gender. Transgender is an identity disorder, a mental identity disorder. And simply for that, I'm banned. It's true. 
gender identity disorder is a recognised mental health condition. Somebody is transgender because of what they feel, not because of their biology. That's kind of the point of the whole thing. And of course, with Twitter, there's no appeal. You 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 appeal it. You're off for years or months. Um, and it's so fascinating because this is the point of what I'm trying to say in this whole program today is that it's so inconsistently applied. So I, for example, have been attacked on the basis of sexual orientation, race, race, ethnicity, disability, age, religious affiliation, gender identity, gender, serious disease, and national origin. In fact, all of them. I could give you tweets in which I've been attacked on all of them. For example, even in this particular thread, there was somebody who said, um, you need a lobotomy because you're a Christian, you're mentally ill. Wow. But that was okay by Twitter. That was fine. Someone needs to give me a lobotomy. Just wondering if sex therapy may help rather than your constant harping on other people's sexual gratification. Create a little excitement for yourself. Wow. Attacking my sexual identity. Another creepy middle-aged man. Wow. That's my age. That's my gender again. It's... They allow... I mean, I've experienced threats, even death threats. I've reported these kind of things. And all the time I get back from Twitter, this doesn't go against our community standards. But saying that transgender is a mental disorder, that's you banned. Do you know there's another one uh, on another issue, which I'll come up to later. Somebody tweeted this. Churches are far too obsessed with sex and sexuality. By the way, that's not true. Generally, it's usually the society um, that's going on about that. Often to the point, I wonder if they've never heard of the New Testament. Anyone starting a sentence with the Bible says should be punched in the face because invariably it's a get-out clause to justify a personal bigotry. But hey, Twitter, you, you say to me that you're not allowed to attack people on the basis of religious affiliation or hateful conduct. Threatening to punch people in the face, doesn't that count? It's the hypocrisy. All right, we do try and look at news and views throughout the world. Um, I am going to focus on the cancellation bit. I, I hope I won't get cancelled from Australia for this bit, but uh, if you're from Australia, I suspect you'll know what this next item is about, and if you're not, you soon will. Listen to this first. So we say to the sun the Beatles, Yellow Submarine. Uh, I, you know, it's one of the first songs I remember as a child. And I remember going to Sunday school and we sang a song about Jesus to that tune. And I remember telling my mum the Beatles had a song called Yellow Submarine and sang some of it to her. 
and she was furious. She said, how dare they take a hymn? And, and they weren't taking a hymn. They, um, it was the, the church or whoever it was had taken it and uh, used their song. But of course, we are looking at this question of submarines in Australia. Now, Australia's signed a deal with the UK and the US. They're going to start work immediately on a $368 billion. That is, just divide that by two roughly if you're in the UK for pounds. Uh, $368 billion plan to get different types of nuclear-powered submarines. Now, these are not nuclear submarines in terms of carrying nuclear weapons, but they are nuclear-powered submarines who will have long-range strike missiles. And this is being done entirely to combat China. It is a lot of money. And, you know, I know plenty of people, Greg Sheridan, uh, the foreign editor of the Australian, a friend of mine, um, thinks this is a great deal. And so do many others. And maybe it is. And maybe it's militarily necessary. Maybe it's politically necessary. But the fact that it is necessary just fills me with tremendous sadness. Just think what that $368 billion could be better spent on. So, as I say, it's maybe necessary but it's still, for me, an issue of sorrow. All right. Um, here's a woman that a lot of people want to get cancelled. Uh, by the way, before we listen to her, I should say that the attempt to cancel Kate Forbes in the Scottish First Minister election hasn't worked so far. And in a couple of weeks, we'll know if she's become First Minister. But, you know, the bravery she's had in standing up to that pressure has been phenomenal. Anyway, here's another politician in the United Kingdom. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Graphic lessons on oral sex, how to choke your partner safely, and 72 genders. This is what passes for relationships and sex education in British schools. Across the country, children are being subjected to lessons that are age-inappropriate, extreme, sexualising and inaccurate, often using resources from unregulated organisations that are actively campaigning to undermine parents. This is not a victory for equality, it is a catastrophe for childhood. Will my right honourable friend honour his commitment to end inappropriate sex education by commissioning an independent inquiry into the nature and extent of this safeguarding scandal? That was Conservative MP Miriam Cates, who is again a remarkable woman and who you have to thank the Lord for her courage. Because what she's taken on here is something that we should be well aware of. Now, I, I need to say, if you have got children listening to this, this is ironic because this is material. We're talking about material that's being taught to children. Uh, you need to be aware that some, there are there are some sexual things here. So, Miriam Cates has complained, and I think there's going to be an investigation into this at the sexually explicit material that is being used in many schools. She says that the introduction of graphic or extreme sexual material in sex education lessons reinforces the porn culture that's damaging our children in such a devastating way. And I totally agree. So there are materials, for example, which she cites for 14-year-olds which advocate rough sex. She said one parent in her constituency had her six-year-old had been taught about masturbation in school. She added that encouraging pupils 
to talk about intimate details with adults made them more available and susceptible to sexual predators. And then she points out the extreme gender ideology. So that this is being pushed on children in schools under the guise of religion and sex education. Um, Mentioning for an example a video produced by the Amaze Group for use in schools suggesting that boys who wore nail varnish or girls who like weightlifting could be trans. By the way, thumbs up to the boy from the church I was at who asked me about wearing uh, nail varnish just to annoy his dad. We had an interesting conversation. Now let's come on to uh, think about Dr. Jareth Koch from Tasmania, I believe. He wrote uh, a medical perspective on transgender. In his opinion, Paul Column, he you know said we should respect transgender people and so on. But he pointed out that surgery does not lead to a complete physical change in gender characteristics. Even at a more superficial level, no amount of hormonal or surgical therapy can give a woman functioning male genitals. It cannot give a man ovaries, enable him to menstruate or to conceive a child. Sex reassignment therapy cannot recreate the elaborate physiological and hormonal mix that comes naturally with maleness and femaleness. Now he's suspended, not just suspended, fired. His medical board trial will continue, but in a 2020 hearing before the Victorian Civil and Administration Tribunal, his suspension has been upheld because there were thousands of uh, comments that he'd made on social media and only there'd been two complaints, none from any of his patients. That's important. And the whole issue is about transgenderism, abortion and LGBTQIA plus whatever. He's been fired on the grounds of views that he'd expressed and things he'd written. Being banned from Twitter is one thing. Being fired from your job for expressing something that's true is another. We're supposed to live in free countries. How free is this? Okay, let's take a wee break. Here's Van Morrison telling us that we were born to be free. Well, well, the birds in the trees know something we can't see Cause they know we were born to be free Don't need the government cramping my style Give them an inch, they take a mile Take you in with a phony smile wouldn't you agree? The new normal is not normal. It's no kind of normal at all. Everyone seems to have amnesia. Just trying to remember the Berlin Wall. Some kind of new old ideology. It's not for the benefit of you and me No, no, no That's good old band's um, protest song, I think, against lockdowns But this whole transgender thing is just getting worse and worse and worse Uh, For example, here's an Irish politician, Paul Murphy who has uh, 
just become a father. He said this rather revealingly, when I met my partner Jess in 2015, we didn't want kids, neither of us wanted kids, because the truth is that being a socialist activist is much, much more than a full-time job, and it takes an enormous amount of your time. We didn't feel we needed kids to feel, fill our lives. Well, they've changed that. And now they brought a child into the world, a child called Juniper, and I feel sorry for that child. Because Murphy says he's not gendering Juniper. This is what he actually says. We're not gendering it. So we're not describing Juniper as a boy. We're describing Juniper as a baby, but it is male. We live in a deeply sexist and gendered society which creates certain expectations for boys and certain expectations for girls. And these things are changing in a positive direction, but there's a very long, long way to go. Wow. Don't you feel sorry for a child whose parents call them it? US President Biden, on the other hand, has declared changes to gender laws and treatment in Florida as close to sinful. Well, Biden's a Catholic. He's supposed to know what sin is, although he doesn't think abortion's a sin. He says that... What, what did he say? Unbelievable. He said, what's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. It's just terrible what they're doing. I mean, what are they thinking about here, he says. They're human beings. They love. They have feelings. They have inclinations that are just to me. I don't know. It's cruel. What's he talking about? Florida's top medical board last month said it would ban puberty blockers, hormones, and surgical procedures for patients under 18. You see, I think it's cruel and sinful for a 14-year-old girl to have a mastectomy. Mr. Biden thinks it's cruel and sinful for them not to have one. Wow. Just wow. All right. Um, another person who's cancelled is this man, Bernard Randall. Listen to what he says here first. Part of the difficulty with, with saying, oh, well, you shouldn't talk about controversial things in a sermon in chapel is that everything you say in a sermon in chapel is controversial to somebody. If I say yeah. God exists, that's controversial to atheists. If I just say Jesus is the son of God, that's controversial to Jews and Muslims. If yeah. I say Jesus died on a cross, Muslims will take offense at that. And, mm -hmm. and no one ever objected to me speaking about other Christian doctrines, rightly so. So what's so special about this aspect of doctrine? And, and to unpick that, you really have to be going, well, there is something very, very special about this area of life where you can't touch this this special class of people who, who identify as LGBTQI, whatever it might be. Um, and, and that's making a big leap. And one of the things that struck me in the ruling is that all the school's evidence and the discussion talked about LGBT. But the judge in her ruling went LGBT plus. <laughs> so she has herself added an extra political dimension. You know, the, the plus uh, you know, means all sorts of things, but it doesn't identify a legally protected group, whereas the mm. LGB mm. and some of the T does pro reflect protected characteristics in law. The plus just doesn't. And so she's she's already showing her opinion in, in the fact that she's written an extra letter, which sounds like a trivial thing, but when you understand the background to that, that, that's not a minor point. Now, Bernard Randall is a chaplain, as far as I can work out, he seems to be a lovely guy, who criticises school's plan to promote LGBT uh, inclusivity, as they put it. 
The school is a Christian school, supposed to be. He was made redundant from his role at Tent College in Derbyshire after delivering a sermon in particular, which said to students, and I've listened to it and read it, and it was just absolutely fine. You could not get more tolerant. You know, he tells students to make up their own minds and to think about different things. But the employment judge, Victoria Butler, dismissed his claims and, uh, wow, he's, he's lost his job. He was referred, can you believe this? For saying that students should think for themselves, he was referred to PREVENT, which is an anti-terrorism government program. Trent College said, we welcome the judgment and the closure of this lengthy and challenging process. Trent's College is an inclusive community where we are proud of our commitment to support the well-being of everyone. We want every single pupil to be safe and feel understood here. Except Christians. You know, like you're supposed to be a Christian school. But Christians and Christian teachers will absolutely not feel welcome and safe. Uh, Let's do one more cancellation. I think you'll be able to work this one out. Uh, First of all, here's Eileen Barton. Come in. Well, 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 look who's here. I haven't seen you in many a year. If I I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Baked a cake. Baked a cake. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. Hot you do, hot you do, hot you do. Had you dropped me a letter, I'd have hired a band, grand band in the land. Had you dropped me a letter, I'd have hired a band and spread the welcome mat for you. Oh, I don't know where you came from, cause I don't know where you've been. But it really doesn't matter, grab a chair and fill your platter and dig, dig, dig right in. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake, hired a band. I knew you were coming out of Baked a Cake. This is back to Colorado, and it's back to the Kate artist Jack Phillips, who, how shall we say, has been hunted and hunted and hunted by progressives. He's still fighting for 10 years. You see, he keeps getting targeted. So someone wanted to create a custom cake celebrating a same-sex wedding, and he said he wouldn't. Now, that's perfectly understandable. Now, he's won two cases already, but now he's been brought again because he wouldn't design a cake that would celebrate a gender transition. This cake came from an activist attorney who's basically just looking for a case, who said under oath that he would continue to harass Jack in order to correct the errors of Jack's thinking. Yet Colorado at this stage has ruled in favour of the attorney and not of Jack. Wow. All right, that's the cancellation stuff. Let's move on to uh, the Oscars. As Bill Mather called them, a four-hour lecture on how bad most people have it by people who have it all. Okay, um, I thought this was the best part of the whole... I mean, I didn't didn't watch it, but I, I did read about it, and this is the best part I've seen. My mom is 84 years old, and she's at home watching. Mom, I just want an Oscar. My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp. And somehow, I ended up here 
on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. That's Ki Hu Quan, who, the Vietnamese American actor who won Best Supporting Actor for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. If you remember, he was the kid in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, I just I just love the story. I love the fact he came as a refugee and I love the fact he's ended up with an Oscar and I love the fact he thanked his brother and his mother and his wife. Just great. Great stuff. Okay, let me mention something about uh, this. This is rather sad, actually. You were the word at the beginning One with God, the Lord most high Your hidden glory in creation Now revealed in you our Christ What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is You sing that's a beautiful beautiful song by Hillsong I love it and many of the Hillsong songs I love and sing but there's just a story come out about Hillsong which has been really depressing under parliamentary privilege the independent member of parliament in Australia in the federal parliament Andrew Wilkie revealed a number of things that are utterly astonishing the church for example hid 80 million in income in order to avoid tax now the church denies this but he Mr. Wilkie claims he's got hundreds of documents that prove it. They prove, amongst other things, that Brian Houston, the former pastor, went on a $150,000 three-day trip to Cancun in Mexico while Australia was in lockdown. He purchased a 6500 Cartier watch for his wife. This is all with church money, by the way. And a 2500 Louis Vuitton luggage set and spent $16,000 on custom skateboards. He spent $179,000 on private jets in a three-month period using them like Ubers. The new head of Hillsong, who told his congregation he travelled economy, clocked up 58000 in business class flights for himself and his daughter to Guatemala, where Hillsong don't have a church, 42000 in business class flights to Mexico, and 32000 in business class flights from Cape Town to Sydney via the US. I think the thing that disturbed me most about that was um, this is that Compassion International, the child sponsorship charity, is charged a million dollars per year for Hillsong to be one of its sponsors. I mean, maybe that's just a million dollars overall, but whatever, it's a ridiculous sum that they're paying, this charity are paying them for that. One music pastor earns a $68,299 salary, of which $41,737 is tax-free, but also made $1.4 million in music royalties from just one of their hit songs. From writing, sorry, I don't think it's just one of their songs, just that was just in one year. 
other pastors, they're called head film and TV, communications and other departments. Now, I say all of this because this is happening in Singapore, in South Africa, in South Korea, the US, the UK, Brazil, and other countries where these kind of corporate churches are milking the Lord's people. And that beautiful name that they sing of, they are besmirching, besmirching that beautiful name. Speaking of which, before I go, um, you can read about this on the website, but I was utterly astonished this weekend to find that the London Review of Books had published an article by Dr. Fraser MacDonald, which attacked the free church in general and me in particular. Um, Would it be nice to be in the London Review of Books if they were reviewing my books, but that's not the case. Now, I've written about it and dealt with some of, I think they're just lies, to be honest, and dishonesty. And uh, Fraser MacDonald has been asked about it, and he just simply said, I don't engage with the far right. Wow. You see, that's what people do when they want to cancel you. They just call you far right. I don't think I hold one far right opinion. I spent my life fighting against the Nazism that I learned about in university and was utterly appalled by. And I think the progressive religion is far nearer to fascism than than anything I believe. But that's the world we live in. And you know, the sad thing is, that McDonald's words will resonate with some people and I'll be cancelled. I'll not be invited to speak or at their concerts or whatever. Not concerts, but churches and colleges and so on. Media. I go on media and people say, oh, you need to cancel him. What for? So I guess that's one of the reasons I do this podcast. Anyway, I'm going to love you and leave you. Uh, Hope you're not cancelling us. Uh, If you want to support us, please do go to the Podbean fundraiser. Um, we're going to finish with a Hillsong song, The Creed, because The Creed is not Hillsong. The Creed is uh, belongs to all the church. Because I believe. I believe in God the Father. I believe in God the Son. And just because those who profess his name, some of those who profess his name, go against that, doesn't negate what we believe. Thanks to Peter for producing this. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to all of you who contribute and send me information and questions and so on. Feel free to do so. Go to the ASS website, www.ass.org.au, the WeFlee website, www.theweeflee.com. Send us emails, that's fine. Let us know things. Rate and review us on whatever podcast system you use. It would be greatly appreciated because uh, the podcast is going really well in terms of listeners. And uh, a shout out again to the students at staff at Carpentry. I'm not sure if you can spell that right. Here in Australia, I know there's one in New Zealand and one in England as well. And uh, God bless you as you study his word and as you learn to apply it to this crazy, mixed up, but beautiful world we live in. See you next week. Bye. Our Father everlasting, the all-creating one, God Jesus, our Savior, I believe in God, our Father, I believe in Christ, the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three in one, I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, 
Jesus comes again 